Hi, Laura. Hi, Naked News. I never have hot naked women interviewing me. So I don't believe that. It's, very, it's true. Thank you so much for being on the show. Clearly, it's my pleasure, Laura. <laughs> nice to see you. From the Naked News studios in Toronto, Canada, you're listening to Talk Naked. That was a great introduction. Thank you very much. I'm very good at my job. <laughs> you are, aren't you? Welcome to the show, everybody. Some people are just born into the industry that they ultimately champion. Does it perpetuate the tradition of following in your parents' footsteps? Absolutely. But how essential is it to stand out and above and beyond all those expectations placed on those who do follow into the family business? Holly Randall is the daughter of Playboy photographer and famed pornographer Suze Randall, a woman who broke the stereotype that only men produce smut in the 1970s. Holly has not only contributed stunning photo spreads and adult films that grant her work applause on their own, she's pursued an angle of capturing the lives of adult stars with her podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered, that has deemed her a legend of her own in this journalistic endeavor. I simply had to nab a moment with Holly in Los Angeles. So as you're listening to this one, folks, remember, I did this talk naked. Welcome to the Schmooze, everyone. I'm Laura Desiree. Today in Los Angeles, California, where I'm joined by the legendary photographer, Holly Randall. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Now, let's use this as a wonderful opportunity for our audiences to know all about you and everything that you do. You have a fascinating career on your own. Incredibly successful. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. The authority that. <laughs> of erotic imagery, if I say so myself. But let's get a bit of a background on the legacy and the lineage that you hail from. So my mother is Suze Randall, um, and she is considered one of the pioneers of women working in the adult industry behind the camera. Um, she started off being the first uh, female staff photographer at Playboy back in the 70s, and then she moved on to work at Hustler, which is when I was born. My birth was actually announced in Hustler magazine, which is kind of hilarious. Wow. And then she moved on to do freelance, and she shot extensively for Penthouse, uh. and then she opened up. Um, her own website when the internet boom came along and was really successful with Suze Net. Um, she's now retired, but um, you know, she her legacy lives on, I would say. No kidding. I mean, what's it like having a mother that's in such a sexually free and explorative life? It's funny. And career. Yeah, you know, my mom is like of kind of two minds, you know, on one hand, she's obviously a very like free and expressive, you know, definitely says what she thinks kind of woman. But on the other hand, she's very like British and she's very like <laughs> uptight about manners and like how you hold your knife and fork. Those like major and, contrasts. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of contrast with my yeah. mom or, with that confused the hell out of a lot of yeah. people, I have to admit. Did you ever ask her about her work or were you just immersed in it like growing up? Did you see some of the work that she was doing? Um, I didn't really see the work that she was doing until I was older, but I always knew what my parents did for a living. They yeah. never hid it from us. My parents never taught us that sex in any way was shameful. My mother mm. always said the female body is beautiful. Um, so it wasn't something that, you know, they hid from us. And right. so I think growing up, we didn't really see it as a big deal because my parents didn't make it a big deal. Right. Um, the only thing, you know, that I remember was kind of an issue was I couldn't really go around telling 
everyone at school what my mom did for a living. Of course not. Because, you know, other people have their opinions. Of course not. It's a bit of a fire starter yeah, right there. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, and then when I was 20, I started actually working for my mom, and that's mm. when I became really immersed in the industry. But by then, they had launched the their website, so things were already changing, and my yeah. mom was already having so much more agency over her career, so much more independence. So it was like a really, really great time to enter the adult industry. No kidding. Out of all the careers that you could have pursued in this life, why photography? I've always loved photography. Um, I have always been obsessed with images ever since I was a kid. And when I was 12 years old, I started taking photography classes just because I had like one of those free electives. Right. And I just remember being in love like from the start. I mean, there are a few things in my life that I'm absolutely certain about, but photography was one of those things yeah. that I was absolutely certain about from a young age. I remember my first time in the dark room sliding that that paper into the developing tray and watching the image emerge yeah. and just knowing like click boom, that's my future. Like yeah. it was just like so clear to me. And was your your interest in photography was it erotic imagery? Was it nudity? Was it you know, beautiful naked women? I mean, not at 12, okay. um, but, but I mean, looking back, a lot of my stuff was still very sexy. Yeah. Like I like to shoot my friends. I like to shoot women. When I look back at the sketches that I did, it was very like voluptuous yeah. women. So I think I was kind of always leaning that way, yeah. but obviously at the age of 12, I wasn't, you know, going out shooting nudes, No. Um, but I was shooting people. I always liked shooting people and I always especially liked shooting women. And, um, you know, as I got older, that evolved and yeah. then I started working for my mom and then it just felt like it felt like the right fit for me so let's it, with your career in particular where have your images been throughout the years of your career were you exclusive with somebody now you're like where where would these images have been seen so I've never been exclusive with anyone okay. I've been offered a few contracts Obs over the years but imagine. I've always turned it down one thing that my mother actually always said to me was like never sign a contract because hmm. you'll be miserable and I feel like she's totally right mm -hmm. also too I don't like being indebted to like one company or one person I like my freedom and I think that working for a lot of different people actually makes me better at my job because different clients have different needs and wants and so it just helps me I don't get stuck in a rut you know right. it forces me to develop my skills right. so, so you get to contribute to their like brand or right. their or their um visual or right. whatever it might be. Their vision. Their Everyone's aesthetic. got a different aesthetic. Exactly. Okay, so what's your aesthetic then when it's just you shooting for you? You know, that's such a great question. Thank you. Because it's something that I'm kind of exploring right now. Yeah. I've always lent towards glamour, you know, the way that my mother shot. That's how I was raised. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, I was shooting for my mother at first, obviously, and then I shot for magazines like Penthouse and Hustler yeah. and all the other adult magazines that no longer exist. Hmm. And then I went on to shoot for Twisties, who's still one of my main clients and then I shot for Playboy Plus for a while and and now my stuff is still definitely like glamour based but I'm actually working on an art book right now Ooh. and I'm actually working on stripping away a lot of those accessories and extra makeup and extra extra that always have been a signature of my images yeah. and trying to focus more on the female form and um, you know the shape of women and different interesting lighting and keeping things simpler but it's a challenge it yeah because it's like the glamour keeps pulling me back of you course. know of so, course it does so I go back and forth um, between the two so I I feel like actually right now I'm kind of exploring different kinds of photography. That's really exciting. That yeah. means that we're going to see some adventurous stuff coming out, yeah. which is great. Yeah. When you're on set shooting for, you know, some of these adult publications, what is the what's the mood? What are you looking to convey in the images? 
I mean, strength, you yeah. know, is really important to me. The, the strength of the woman's sexuality. Yes. I always want women to appear powerful. So that's like my biggest thing. But just like beauty, sexiness, confidence, all of those things, you know, that, that women should always feel. I love the narratives in some of your, like, um, photo selections or what do you call those when you put together like a series that feels like a narrative there's just there's so much of a story in some of them you have these situational moments yeah they're almost like little movies yeah I I do like to kind of create scenarios and give yeah. the girl something to be doing telling some kind of story yeah. it makes it more interesting it's also easier for the model um, especially if she's new and kind of inexperienced if she feels like she's a purpose in the photos yes. um, that helps like honestly one of the biggest issues with uh, models, inexperienced models, is what to do with their hands. People never know what to do with their hands. That's always the biggest problem. So if you give them something that they're doing, like even bathing themselves in the bath with a loofah, right. it gives them something to do with their hands and it helps them focus and yeah. it, it helps them model better. So how do you get the best out of your models on set? Well, you know, I everybody's different. Mm -hmm. So I try to kind of evaluate and feel out every girl. Um, I, I always try to make sure that they feel comfortable, that yes. they feel safe. That's really important. They feel safe, they feel comfortable, they feel sexy, they feel beautiful. So, you know, I'm open to if a girl doesn't like the outfit she's wearing mm. or if she wants to change something with her makeup. I mean, obviously, within reason, there are yeah. certain clients that have a specific thing that they want. So, but I always try to take the, the model's, um, you know, desires and account, into account because I want her to feel like she has a voice and I want her to feel part of the process and I want her to feel like she really loves what she's shooting. I think that's what's going to make, you know, the product the best in the end. Because you think that shows, right? Yes, when exactly. those things are checked. Exactly. That's incredible. Can we talk a little bit about your podcast? Yeah. Holly Randall Unfiltered. Yes. When did this come together and uh, what have been some of the highlights? So actually, um, my two-year anniversary is in almost exactly a month. Wow. So I've had it for two years. I will have my 100th episode in two weeks. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I... I'd always kind of thought about maybe doing a podcast. I mean, I love to talk and you know, I, I have a, I know everybody in the industry. I have a lot of relationships yeah. with some of the top stars and I actually had somebody approach me about doing, um, about doing my podcast and the deal that they wanted to strike was basically they were going to own half of my contact, mm. half of my podcast and like take half the money. And I was like, mm, you know how I feel about contracts. Right. So I was like, maybe I just try this myself. I'll yeah. just pay for it. I'll just do it myself. I'll do 10 episodes. Probably won't go anywhere. And then that's, whatever. That's a you know? lot though. You were the one and you're still the one. Yeah. Who's running the whole operation. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I like to be in control. How do you select your guests and what do you look to get out of them? Like how do you build those interviews? Um, that's a, another good question. Thank you. Um, I, <laughs> so many great questions. <laughs> so I, I try to select people, you know, obviously who the, the public is interested in hearing from. Mm -hmm. So obviously like the bigger names everybody always wants to know what Nicole Aniston's really of like course. in person but also too you know I spent a lot of time with these girls and guys on set so I know them on a more personal level so I can generally get a feel for who I think is going to be interesting who I think is going to be a good conversationalist and who I think has an interesting story absolutely so um, yeah it's, it's a 
multitude of different things that I look for, but I definitely am pretty picky about who I have on my show. And there have been times that I've had a guest on and um, I wished I didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's just gonna come from, you know, live and learn, wear and tear and what happens in the moment. Right. Is there an overarching message or something that you're looking to um, communicate in the podcast, say like a theme or? Yeah, I mean, it's really important for me to show the world what the adult industry is really like. Yeah. Um, my tagline is actually, it's kind of new, it's uh, forget everything you think you know about porn. Mm. Because I've had so many people tell me that, you know, now that they've listened to my podcast, I've changed their opinion on how they see porn stars, oh, yeah. how they see the porn industry. And what I think makes my podcast different than so many other porn podcasts out there is it's not a salacious podcast. I'm not trying to get the guest topless. Right. I'm not trying to like talk about how many times a day you masturbate right. or what your favorite position is or right. whatever. I want to get to know you as a person. And I know these people as people. I work with them extensively. And the adult industry has some of the funniest, brightest, mm. most talented, quirkiest people. And I just feel like I want the world to know these people as I know them, you know, and see them as people. It humanizes it. And exactly. Yeah. And to humanize the industry and to show, you know, there's so many people who have like, crazy misconceptions about the yeah. adult industry and I just really I want to dispel that so um, that's, that's do you feel like it's working I get how's the response I mean yeah that I get like I said I get so much feedback from listeners who say that I've changed their mind about how they see porn stars wow. in the porn industry and that to me means means so much yeah as as a woman in this industry you know as a photographer as a host of your podcast what do you bring to this and uh, what is the what's the mission well, I think that as a woman, you know, other women feel more more comfortable with me yeah. um, if they're naked in front of me. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable? I'm so comfortable <laughs> right now. Actually, you probably are more comfortable than me because yeah. it's very hot right now um, and you have well, no clothes I'm, on and I do. I'm like, I'm <laughs> dripping as we speak. But like, okay, let's, can we, can we hone it in then on photography in particular? You're sure. making images that are hopefully inducing, you know, a salivation mm. in people looking at them. Yeah. You're a woman posing, creating, you know, directing these shoots. What do you bring to it that's different than say a man in your position? I I don't know. People ask me that question all the time. I'm sure. And I don't want Because it's a great question. It's a great question. <laughs> I don't want people to think that men can't shoot like female friendly photography, I mean, yeah. or pornography or whatever, because that's not true. But I do think that in general, um, there's just a more attention to detail maybe when I have the opportunity to write my own storylines, which yeah. isn't always. Um, I actually just started shooting for Wicked, and this is the first time I've been able to write my own scripts and direct them. Oh my gosh. And so everything comes from me and this, and this is honestly the first time in my career that I've had full agency over my movies and all wow. of my storylines so far have this like powerful female narrative where wow. the woman starts off in a place where maybe she um, doubts her self-worth or wonders what her place is in the world whether it be in relationships or in her career mm. and then at the end she finds that everything that she ever needed was always inside of her mm -hmm. and she doesn't need a man or a career or somebody else to complete her she can be who she is on her own does that come from a personal experience 
I think so. Yeah, I think so. A little, a little eureka moment in yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. God, that's important to be spreading I've had that a message. a lot of therapy. That's very life. important to be spreading that message. <laughs> you know, in the day and age that we live in, with America especially going into this hyper-conservative direction, mm-hmm. what are your predictions for what's actually going to happen for both the porn industry and women looking to pursue incredible success in in their careers? I mean, I've been in the industry long enough to see this kind of rise and fall yeah. of conservative like. Like porn is a health crisis agenda. This has happened before, yeah. and we've always survived. I yes, there is definitely like a conservative agenda going on, but there's also, you know, the younger generation is a lot more woke, as they say. They are than you know we were when we were growing up, and that you know it show it's statistics have shown that that younger people are um, see porn in a less stigmatized way than the older generation does. Yeah. So I really think that we're all moving towards a place where sex is going to be more accepted and people are going to be more open about it. There's just always going to be a pushback from like the old white well, dudes. Well, always, yeah. You know? no, and I hope that arrives soon because I could really use it. Yeah. Holly, in the end of all of this, what do you want to be known for? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from, I the ones, be... from the ones I remember, like when I'm <laughs> running down my list here with no teleprompter, I'm so happy when I hear that. Uh, what do you want to be known for? That's a great question. Oh, God, I just said that. It's such a great question. I Thank just have you. To, I just want to be known for ask, answering great questions Good. in a great way, which Good. I'm failing miserably at right I'm, now. And I am so excited <laughs> to, to give you the moment of composure to come and give your direct message. You know, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit like a dog with a short attention span where I'm like, squirrel, shiny yeah. object, squirrel. Like, there's so many things I want to do. It's hard for me to say, like, do I want to be known as this, like, great podcaster? Do I want to be known as this great photographer? Do I want to be known as this great director? I kind of want all of those things. Yeah. So um, sometimes it's hard to narrow my focus and pick, like, the one thing that I really want. But I guess I just want to be known as somebody who is genuine, somebody who cared about their work and cared about the people that they worked with and just did the best they could with what they had. Yeah. That's, Can that's I say very, that? Yeah, that's entirely acceptable. I was hoping for something incredibly ambitious, like <laughs> I want to paint, you know, I want a giant drop-down flag of one of my images on the side of the Empire State Building. But I mean, I'd be okay. cool with that too. But. You'd be cool with that too, right? Yeah. I mean, really, I would just love to be able to continue doing what I do and, and maybe be a little bit more independent and shoot more of my own stuff. But... Um, I, I don't have any like wildly outlandish dreams. It's a day anymore. at a time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a day at a time. Yeah. Where can people find out more about you online and perhaps connect with you? You can find me on social media on Instagram at Holly Randall and on Twitter at Holly Randall. Hollyrandall.com is my main um, not safe for work website. And then hollyrandallunfiltered.com for everything about my podcast. And obviously, if you are already a podcast listener, you can just search Holly Randall Unfiltered on whatever platform you use and you'll find me there. Definitely check her out for yourselves. Thanks again. From Los Angeles, California, I'm Laura Desiree. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that interview. To learn more about Holly's incredible life and, of course, to gain access to Holly Randall Unfiltered, her amazing podcast, make sure you go to hollyrandall.com. And if your mind is wandering and you're curious what that video version looks like, you can find that at nakednews.com. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. This has been Talk Naked. Talk Naked.